Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and welcome to our November 2010 CTSS quiz, the 11th quiz out of 12 that will be in 2010, and here are 10 questions for 2010. The best diagnosis in this patient with back pain, this is a great case. What are you seeing? Well, you're seeing the adrenal glands, they're both enlarged, looks almost like hyperplasia, but what you're really seeing more importantly, or equally important, is whiskering around both of those glands, and the whiskering is something you don't see unless you have hemorrhage. Okay, and although we think of hemorrhage as round and high density, this was hemorrhage. They didn't suspect it. When they checked the patient's uh, coumadin levels, they were markedly elevated. And this patient actually was Addisonian. So again, radiology comes to the rescue. We saved this patient's life, basically. So the best diagnosis is adrenal hematoma. Bilateral, patients become Addisonian. Um, it's not meds. It's not histoplasmosis. It's not adrenal hyperplasia. Again, you could think of hyperplasia, but the whiskering really makes it very nice that it is not. So a really nice study, very important examination. This case, um, I said, what's the best diagnosis in a patient with left upper quadrant pain? And when you look at the images, I mean, what are you really looking at? You're looking at a patient with dilated small bowel. And when you follow, look at the right lower quadrant. There's a transition there. The patient has an inguinal hernia incarcerated with obstruction. That's the answer. So yes, it's a small bowel obstruction, with it, but it's not an ileus. That you'd follow. It's not herniation near the umbilicus. It's not uh, due to four weeks of chemotherapy. Rather, it's due to the hernia. Okay, very important. So the correct answer is none of the above, but the right answer is right inguinal hernia. In this case, I asked, what's the least likely diagnosis? And what are you looking at? Bilateral adrenal masses, dilated intrahepatic ducts. The adrenal lesions could be metastasis, I guess could be primary tumors. They're not adenomas. They don't have the look of hemorrhage, but you know, hemorrhage can look very funny. I showed you a case a few moments ago. They could be METs. In fact, these were pheochromocytomas, so bilateral pheochromocytomas, particularly in patients with uh, some of the syndromes, like the MEN syndromes, you would consider. And in fact, as I say, this is what it was. The one thing this ain't, no way, no how, never has been, never will be, is adrenal hyperplasia. So that's the correct answer because it is the most incorrect answer. What about this case? Excellent example, thickened cecum. Yes, you can think about colon cancer. There's some stranding nearby. But in a patient with right lower quadrant pain, what could it be? You might consider Crohn's. But it's more usually ileum, and the small bowel doesn't look bad. This is so thick. This is 15, 16, 17 millimeters in thickness. Crohn's is around 11 max out. It could be C. difficile colitis, and occasionally that occurs in the right colon only. Collagenous colitis, another possibility. But the best case here, and I've seen this a number of times as appearance, markedly thickened cecum is ischemic colitis. Just a wonderful, wonderful example. I showed you this case, very, very nice case. What are we looking at? We're looking at a lesion in the antrum of the stomach with an ulceration. You can see the contrast layering out. So the best diagnosis in this case is a gastric ulcer. Now, is this neoplasm? I worry this was a cancer. Well, it ends up this was, patient was scoped. This was a benign ulcer. I think it's a very, very difficult diagnosis to make and something we need to, you know, it's very, very tough. And I think endoscopy is the way to go. I would now want to call this a benign ulcer based only on the CT scan. This is a great case. Look at the gallbladder. 
the gallbladder is hard to see. There's air bubbles. There's poor definition of the boundaries. I would worry here the gallbladder was perforated. So the best diagnosis, well, it's acute cholecystitis, but that's not it alone. It's not xanthogranulomas cholecystitis. That's very rare. That air bubble worries me. Now, you can get an air bubble post-ERCP, but the way this looked, the way this is tracking, this is a gallbladder abscess, okay? Critical emergency diagnosis. Also, it's important to tell a surgeon because they should not do this laparoscopically. They should do this with an open procedure. Okay, what else? What about this case? This is a great case, and I have to admit, this came to our pancreatic conference at Hopkins to the pancreatic cancer clinic as carcinoma, and you look at it, there's an enlarged tail of the pancreas where it looks like a mass. I guess when you look closer, it is a mass, but it has like a halo around it. And this is a very uh, hot topic these days, autoimmune pancreatitis. If you see what looks like a pancreas that's enlarged focally with like a sausage appearance, you got to think about autoimmune pancreatitis. And the way you make the diagnosis is the patient should have an elevated IgG. As for the other choices, groove pancreatitis is near the head. ERCP pancreatitis typically is proximal. And alcohol abuse, diffuse pancreatitis. So again, by... Um, elimination, you should be thinking about autoimmune pancreatitis. But this was a great case. Remember, autoimmune pancreatitis, the biggest problem is it presents like pancreatic cancer. Weight loss, abdominal pain, um, looks just like pancreatic cancer on CT as well many times. So just a really good diagnosis. This patient had distal pancreatectomy, actually. So very tough diagnosis, something we're seeing a lot of. So read a little bit about it. There's some new stuff on CTSS about it. This case I gave you... Uh, Two nice images, large mass. And when you look at the image on your left, the key finding is there. This mass is either invading the stomach or coming off the stomach. Large, fairly homogeneous septations. This is a classic gastrointestinal stromal tumor. Is it gastric outlet obstruction? I guess sort of it is. The stomach's compressed, but it's not a pseudocyst. You know, it's, it's too solid. And it's not a duplication cyst. It's too solid and it's too large. This is a classic gist tumor. Very, very nice example. This is a wonderful case. At least two incredible findings. Image on your left, splenic infarcts. Okay, so what? Image on your left, looks like thrombus in the aorta. Whoa. Image on your right, there's thrombus in the left atrial appendage. So now you have a patient with a hypercoagulability state, with thrombi in the atrium and aorta, with infarcts in the spleen. So the best diagnosis for the left atrium is atrial thrombus. We could talk about pseudothrombus where things lay around or pseudoclot. Metastatic disease rarely goes to the left atrial appendage. When you see something there, it's typically clot. We have seen tumors, I'll admit, but this is a wonderful example of a thrombus. This is a great case, non-contrast contrast, cystic lesion, lower pole of kidney on the right, septations. Could it be a mixed epithelial stromal tumor? The answer is it could very well be. Cystic renal cell carcinoma, it's too cystic, not enough solid component. Metastatic disease, usually solid, vascular at times from certain tumors uh, like, um, you know, like pancreas, melanoma, but it doesn't really look like metastatic disease. It's a cystic lesion. So to me, the best diagnosis and is between a MEST and a cystic nephroma. Kind of runs along the same gamut. Pathologist was very clear this was a cystic nephroma. Well, those are 10 absolutely terrific cases. I hope you enjoyed them. I hope you got all 10 answers right. 
And if you got all 10 answers wrong, I hope you read about it and learn something. And with that, have a great day.